Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Spreading the court. Ten seconds remaining. They just got to throw it under the basket. Under the basket. It's the truth for the win. Gone. Oh! They did it. A miracle. Hutchins. Double order. Hit that one from the parking lot. Shock it all in college basketball. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Conference Tournament Betting Preview edition of the Big Best on Campus podcast. I'm Matt Cox. The three-man we are here, Jim Root, Kai McCann, the usual cast of characters. Fellas, it's time to break down Conference Tournament futures, best bets, and the like. We're going to talk four leagues today, Missouri Valley, WCC, the Sunbelt, and the SoCon. Give our best bets for each, break down the formats and any additional angles that you may miss. Uh, it's March, so it's it's time. It's our time of the month. Kai, Jim, any additional thoughts before we get into the action? Oh, it's our time of the month, just like you said. Well put, Matt. <laughs> it's our time of the month, Matt. You're damn right. Yeah, we'll let that one lie as it uh, as it as it does. Um, all right, we're going to the Valley, Kai, to start us off. A tournament that's very near and dear to our heart, to St. Louis brethren. Arch Madness, man, this is as wide open as it gets. There is no easy path for any of these teams. The narrative coming in was at least a month ago was how Loyola was going to maybe march to the conference title, and it seemed like they were going to be the favorite, but they have slowly faded down the stretch. And this looks like it could be up to a five-team field. Um, They lost over the weekend to Northern Iowa, which allowed the Purple Panthers to secure the top seed. So they are the one-line slot, and Loyola slides all the way down to a four-seed. Loyola is a four-seed in this tournament. Um, But again, it doesn't really matter because the top four seeds just have to play three games, and everything's on a neutral site. So again, the the prices here, I think, are pretty fair, as we'll run through them here in a second. Lot to unpack here, um, Jim. I'm going to you first. What are you looking at in terms of you know first round matchups, futures, uh, angles, etc. My, my my first ultimate point here is that Northern Iowa sitting there at the one seed, pretty tortured history in this event. Like the specifically uh, this core, AJ Green led team back in 2020, they lost to a playing game, uh, a playing team. Matt, that has that had basically never happened. Never I think it had never, never happened, happened before. First time. Yep. Uh, and that year, both playing teams won. Seven seed Valpo went all the way to the title game. So that was Northern Iowa's first experience with it. And then last year, they were axed due to COVID. They, they won their play-in game and didn't get a chance in the quarterfinals. AJ Green was obviously hurt. So I'm sure they're going to be on a little bit of a mission here. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned Loyola. They're, they're the favorite, but they have a tough, tough road. They're probably going to have to beat three teams that they've already lost to this year, which is, man, that's, that makes it very, very difficult, Kai. Yeah. There is no easy path. Every single team has to beat somebody also good and and a team that can beat them. It's the most wide open tournament. I think maybe out there or maybe most, most competitive. It's a, it's a tournament. I don't feel comfortable betting anybody in from a futures market. So when you have it like that, Matt, I tend to lean towards, Hey, the one that pays me the most money, give me the most, or the, excuse me, the highest odds. 
give me those plus 500 odds here. You know, Loyola, yeah, they certainly might win this conference tournament, but I'm not sure I'd take them at 130. I think there's better oh, values in the board. Plus 130 is poopy value. Terrible value. It is. I think it's indicative of a team that we've been fading the last month in conference play. They've been getting these you know, gaudy spreads and they've not been as good as a large favorite. I think the same sort of uh, angle applies. You're right. Loyola at plus 130. Um, they open with Bradley at the five seed who is plus 700. Uh, again, they split with them the regular season. And then the other three teams are locked in a dead heat. Northern Iowa, Missouri State, and Drake all right around plus 450 to plus 500, depending on what yep, shot you're looking at? Where you look. I do, right. Quick note on Loyola too. They do get Marquise Kennedy back. Huge, um, in my opinion. The, uh, I, I think somebody pointed out on Twitter that three of their five Valley losses were without him. So that does matter. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. Getting him back in there maybe bumps them up a little bit, but I still think the value for what they have to go through, like if they were a one or a two seed, maybe I'm okay with that price because they're going to have to play a winner of, as Jordan Majeski calls them, the pillow fights, the Thursday night pillow fights. But instead they get, like you said, Matt Bradley, who is a team that has already beaten them, that is that's a challenge. And a team that's had uh, immense success in this field. Ryan Wurl's won this conference tournament back to back years, so we know what they can they can stew up some Arch Valley magic. Kai, I guess we should probably note the Salukas are sitting there at plus nineteen hundred at the six seed, but I think that's where you draw the line in terms of teams you actually want to seriously consider backing. Um, let's just get into our best bets here. I'm, here's my breakdown on this. I'm trying to avoid the top half of the bracket, which includes Northern Iowa, Loyola, and Bradley. Nodding which, emphatically. Yeah, which kind of narrows my focus to the bottom half, which is where Missouri State's the two seed. They play the winner of the playing game, and then below them is Drake at three, SIU at six. So by process of elimination, Kai, I'm looking at the Missouri State-Drake impending potential semifinal matchup. And I think in that matchup, I like Drake. And so from that angle, I'm taking Drake as my best bet. Although, again, as you mentioned at the onset, Kai, uh, there's better value in other conferences. But I think if you're looking to bet this, Drake plus 500 is my pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the bottom half, right? It's the clear path. You know, um, Missouri State and Drake, presumably one of those teams will come out of this section of the bracket, make the championship, gives you more hedging opportunities. And you can find Missouri State and Drake both pretty close to plus 500 at some books. Again, line shopping is going to be the key in this. I have a question for you fellas before I, I say best bet here. Would you rather take Loyola at plus 130 or would you rather bet money line against Loyola every single round they play? I'd rather bet money line against them every game. For sure. Yeah, fun, I would right? too. I would Might too. as well. Hey, why yep. not? Think about it. My, my best bet, Matt, yeah, you know, I, I, like, I like either Northern Iowa, Missouri State, or Drake. You're, you're all getting that plus 500 value. I don't think Bradley's going to win um, and it's better value than Loyola. So any of those three, I think would be just fine on a futures uh, standpoint. Matt, I have changed my mind as we are recording this. What, on what my best bet's going to be. I am switching. I was about to give out Come Murray on. State or Come Missouri on. State because Isaiah Mosley could be the best player on the floor, but I'm going Drake. I, I, I just remembered that I watched Drake play Missouri State in the second leg of their little duel this year. And it was a, a majorly fluky result. Drake could not buy a jump shot. Uh, Missouri State did end up sweeping them. I, I think Drake was still dealing with some injuries. They're healthier. You can get, like, like Kai said, they're, they're both available right around five to one. And I'm, I'm just leaning ever so slightly to Drake. The one disadvantage is they have to go through Southern Illinois rather than getting a yeah, fight right. victor. So leaning to Drake, that, that's probably where I would allocate my resources here. But I also wouldn't mind if you split between Drake and Missouri state, and then just kind of figure it out in the title game, depending on who makes it. Yeah. That's not an idea. And that you, we could be short selling the fact that you're at Missouri state catches the play in game versus Drake 
um, against SIUC, who is trending up, who is getting healthier, who could certainly be one of those undervalued teams. Um, but I still think Drake, I just trust Darian DeVries and, and that coaching staff and, and that team that's been playing better lately. have gotten healthier. Uh, I just think they had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, I think, relative to the other teams in the field. Matt, I got right. two quick quick points. Yeah. For, um, number Insert. one, I think you have it on the outline. I haven't mentioned it, but the play-in teams, uh, teams seven through 10, don't, don't bother. Dead money. Right? Uh, Valpo, I believe, was the first team ever in this tournament to make the championship when they did it two or three years ago. Yep. Um, so these teams are pretty much dead in the water. That was 2020 was the first year that a playing game had won a quarterfinal game. It so had never go. happened before. They always lose right away. But yeah. that year was a little bit fluky because both it, the seven and the eight seed won, but I throw that one out. And these four teams, Illinois State, Indiana State, Valpo, Evansville, not, I'm not scared of any of them. A lot of injured injuries there. Yeah. Like, None of these teams are their full form. And, and Valparaiso was at their full capacity of player. Like maybe yeah. you could talk me into it, but they're not. So that's the only one I'd maybe like get seduced into playing, but no. I would say point two here, guys, and this is an overarching theme. I don't think there's any evidence for hot teams, cold teams heading into the conference tournament. So some teams have won several in a row. Some teams have lost several in a row. I don't think it matters if you look back at uh, historical stuff one way or the other, but I think you're going to see a lot of narratives about, oh, the hot team, maybe they're going to win the conference tournament. Look at Georgetown last year, right? They were stalling out heading into the, in the Big East tournament and then ended up winning the damn thing, Matt. So a yeah, little, little overarching thing there. To that point, Kai, I think like if a team is playing well for a specific reason, we're going to get to it in the Sun Belt. There's a team yep. that's playing much better for right. very like specific uh, explainable reasons, then I think it matters. But if it's like, oh, they won three in a row and you have no reason for it, then yeah, I don't buy it. Uh, Dr. Bob Stoll is on VSync, Kai, just to put a bow on what you're saying, um, looking at how teams are playing coming into the tournament. Let me just narrow the scope to the game right before the conference tournament. Um, if you're playing a team that just lost their last game against a team that just won their last game, that's actually a plus EV play. It's, I think, around 52 to 53% historically on a pretty large sample. But that's on a one-game bet first game of tournament. So, um, not futures here. If you're just looking at first round bets, um, I would keep that angle in the back of your mind. And that's sort of applicable to all these conference tournaments. So it's just kind of a, a quick pendulum swing that has played out pretty favorably uh, in a bounce back turnaround spot the next game. All right. Conference tournament number two. We're heading out west to Jim's backyard. It's time to talk WCC. And this is my favorite conference tournament format, guys, because it rewards the victors of the regular season, stacks the deck enormously in the favor of those who performed well throughout the regular season. Gonzaga and St. Mary's, the top two seeds here, they get an auto buy to the semis where Pacific, LMU, San Diego, and Pepperdine will have to win one, two, three, four, five games, which they're not going to do. Five, five so, games in six days. Yeah. Not, not doable. You basically can cross them off. Um, another one where we use the process of elimination approach here. It's, you know, Gonzaga, St. Mary's um, minus 375 for the Zags, plus 275 for St. Mary's. Jim, you mentioned this pre-show. That feels way too cheap uh, for the Gales, even though they just come, came off that really impressive win against Gonzaga at home and they played them well in Spokane. I need more value if I'm looking to be cute and go against the Zags and a bet here. Yeah, St. Mary's was just at home catching 10 and they were, uh, that's at home. They're going to be like a 14, 13, 14 point dog on a neutral here you're going to get better money line value on St. Mary's just by the, by itself. Cause I don't see Gonzaga losing before the final. Uh, so only plus two seventy five to beat Santa Clara and Gonzaga. That's no, thank mm -hmm. you. Get, get out of here with that. Price. Yep. Similarly, I would say if you like San Francisco, 
who's going off a plus 1200, just take a money line against the Zags next game. I think you'd uh, uh, end up ahead betting the money line rolling. I, I think for, for yeah. uh, their games against Gonzaga and then St. Mary's in the championship. Right. And likely like you start off with the BYU, probably like minus one thirty. And then mm-hmm. just roll that over with the money line parlay. I think that's the way to go if you want to bet somebody like San Francisco. This is going to be a boring tournament preview because it's oh yeah, Gonzaga's going to win. Like they're, yes. they're winning. Would be shocked if they don't. Yeah, Jim. Just for context, uh, St. Mary's closed plus four hundred to plus four fifty in the last game they just won. So you're going to take. I was at home. I was at home. at home. This tournament's on a neutral floor. And they have to win two games. Uh, we should mention though that conference tournaments always have a pretty higher hold. So that's all. You can't always look at that like regular season to conference tournament futures sort of breakdown, but still that, that does not add up to me. And that that's, just, that's if, important. Yeah, right. If you're like in love with St. Mary's and you watch that game and you're like, that's repeatable, they're going to beat him again. Just bet the two money lines. Yeah. Just do that. Agree. I uh, just real quick. want to reset on the, on the, how the bracket sets up here. So Gonzaga plays the winner of San Francisco and whoever they play, which will likely be BYU. I think that's kind of the matchup we're envisioning there. So Gonzaga playing winner of San Fran BYU and then St. Mary's, likely catching the winner of uh, Santa Clara and Portland or San Diego or Pepperdine. Is there any sort of intrigue and early round bets with that side of the bracket at all? Jim Kai, Pepperdine, I'm kind of sort of have them circled as a a good first round bet against San Diego. Am I crazy to back little runs or Romar and the boys? Pepperdine was missing four key players in their season finale. They were without Zedek. They were without Max Lewis, who is done for the year. They're without Jade Smith and Daryl Polk. If they're, they're down to seven guys again, they were playing. Uh, I think what's his name? Yoon was playing the, the oh, walk-on, yes. getting big minutes. If they're down to seven guys playing a walk-on, I, I can't have much interest. But maybe they're healthier. Maybe they're able to be a little healthier here. Portland, I think, Matt is the team to continue backing. They're just yep. better than rankings have them. Yes, and they'll catch the winner of San Diego Pepperdine there. Um, yeah, as Santa Clara plus twenty-five hundred again to the three seed San Francisco at plus 1200 as the four seed, they're probably the only team I'd even consider endorsing in good faith outside of St. Mary's Gonzaga. But again, I just can't, I can't get there. I know Todd Golden's played Gonzaga close historically, but then we just watched the most recent game at war Memorial, San Francisco's home gym and the Zags dominated. Now they played like an A plus game, but uh, just, I don't think they have enough juice to compete there. This, this format is geared to reduce drama and that also reduces betting opportunities. So it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just the way it's structured. How boring of us to pour cold water on quote unquote, awesome best bets for the first two conferences, but Hey, we're, we're giving our objective uh, shrewd opinions here. And that's what we see. Uh, Final thoughts before we move on to the Sun Belt, AKA the fun belt, Mr. McKeon. I'll I'll add BYU's price here. Plus 5,000. Would be a hell of a run if they beat San Francisco, Gonzaga, St. Mary's all in a row. Yep. And and again, they're probably they're probably a dog in all three of those games. You might just be able to roll the money line something better than five plus five thousand. Um, I, I just don't see anybody winning this except Gonzaga, and it's priced that way. Matt, I, I will I will say for BYU's first game, I think they might be a pretty solid bet. They they really tailspun down the stretch, but they have an awesome coach. It's a little bit of that postseason reset, new season mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I think BYU in that Friday game to get to the San Francisco one is going to be maybe a, a decent value there against either what would be Loyola Marymount or Pacific or yeah. Pacific. They just, yeah. They right. just beat both those teams by the exact same score last week, 79 to 59. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, Mark Pope is one in two or one in three in his last four games against the spread in this tournament. Like it almost seems like he's trying to in past situations, he is, 
rope doped like I'm going to be in the field. I'm trying to kind of like, I'm okay if I lose or if I don't like show my full suite of cards. I don't know. could be a complete reach, just something worth noting there. Oh, if there's uh, a best bet here for me, it's throwing, like I don't really do a lot of parlays almost at all, but Gonzaga minus 375, I'll probably throw in. Like if I like another minus, uh, minus money favorite in a conference tournament, I'll probably parlay in with the Zags because I think they win. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to lay juice. I took the minus 200 with Murray State on the OVC. Um, I'm taking Zags as well, minus 375. I'm with Jim here. This is my best yeah. bet. I mean, Again, I mean, not a great bet, Zags but a best Murray bet. State into a, into Ooh, a parlay oh, action. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right, it's time to go to the fun belt, kids. Kai alluded to this at the onset. I think this is actually the most wide open field. Yes. Uh, it's a standard 12-team format. Um, the whole thing is on a neutral side. This is being played in... Um, sorry, not Pensacola, Florida. This is in Asheville, correct? No, no sorry. Asheville is so kind. Pensacola is where Sunbelt is. Thank you. I'm getting my tournaments mixed up here. Matt, let, let me keep... tell the, let me tell the people why this is the most open. You can get every team in this in this tournament. If you line shop, you can get every team at plus 400 or better. Like that, that's ridiculous. There's no clear favorite at all. Even between books, there's no consensus yep. about who the best team is, who the favorite is, who has the easiest path. That tells you that this is just geared for mayhem, neutral site, no extra buys, no real added incentives for the, uh, the the best teams. This one is the opposite of the WCC. It is geared for drama, upset betting opportunities. And this is why you should bet because if you, I have like a cute little synthetic cold calculator where you can enter the prices of every team by sportsbook. Um, you can find a team you like for basically better than juice free. So not only do you remove the standard juice you bet on a side, but you actually remove the additional hold that books will take for the futures market. So yes, I think if you want to hone it on a tournament, uh, the Sun Belt's the perfect one to do it. Now the challenge is Kai is which one do you pick? And that's where the who the hell knows comes in. I'm taking a good old Hill Mary flyer, which I will reveal in a second. Um, what are you looking at? Uh, I think there's like eight teams that can win this tournament. Yep, legitimately. <laughs> Uh, you can even say nine. Like if Arlington would win, I, I don't think I'd be so super shocked. Yeah, arguably the best player, like yeah, in the league. yeah. I'll say it. ten can win it. Monroe, no, and Little Rock, no. But all, all other ten can win this. I think yes. Georgia every, Southern can't win. Every team either has a super good player or a really good coach, and some have both. And then that's what makes this league so wide open and fun. Uh, the favorite, ironically, at, at, at most books is Georgia State, despite being a three seed, Jim. And and you kind of see this throughout, actually. Books are lining their conference odds very in line with Kempom almost. Um, yeah, his little simulator thing. Yeah, it's exactly. yeah, his simulator. They're taking their actual ranks. You can see that in the SoCon in the next one here. But some places, right? Georgia State is plus four hundred, like Jim said. Texas State's plus four hundred in some places, and the favorite other books. It's all about line shopping here. I think you can't go wrong with almost any bet. Uh, my favorite's probably Georgia State, Jim, um, and then a flyer, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the Cajuns. Yep. We, we talked about earlier, if you can explain why a team is playing better, maybe then there's good reason for it. Georgia State was the preseason favorite in this league. They have a ton of experience and they were really not healthy for a while. They had a second straight season with COVID issues for that reason. Fun fact, guys, Georgia State and Texas State have not played since before COVID. Yeah, February of 2020, two straight seat regular seasons where they did not meet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but Georgia State won nine of their final 10 seven straight down the stretch. And it is directly because they are healthier. They're living back up to expectations. Uh, they're the fifth best team per Ken Palm, but that's because they've been weighed down by some of those performances where they're not at full strength. They lost to Rhode Island by 40 at one point this year, and they're missing like four of their top six players. Uh, so some of those things depressing their predictive rankings. 
I was wanting to bet Georgia State, but I didn't like the plus 270 I was seeing. Fortunately, my guy Kai poked me and said, you're not line shopping, Jim. What the heck are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Plus 400 at Bet Rivers Barstool. I I was a large fan of that. Uh, I think Georgia State is the best team. It's a difficult path for them for sure because it's so balanced, but uh, plus 400 has some appeal to me. I'll add real quick. I'm a little bit scared about Georgia State. Because Arkansas State yes, is no push the Red Wolves. Like, don't you dare put our Red Wolves to bed, Kai. And, you know, I know you and, them. and Matt, they haven't played each other this year. Arkansas State has not played Georgia State. There is no blueprint for either team here. That's a dangerous team they're looking at. Matt, you know who I kind of like more and more? Your Mountaineers, the defending champs. Do you? The value is there. They're, they're, they have a bye. And yep. they've won it before. They won it last year. Yeah, it's good coach. Team. Same like, team. Same players. Yep. And they have like, they're built like a team that can get hot, right? They have a couple two or three really prolific scores um, that can just ride a hot hand for, for two or three games. But yeah, I think the key thing to mention here is you're right. So Texas state, Troy are the one, four seeds on the top of the bracket. They both get their buys. And then Georgia state app state, the three, two seeds at the bottom of the bracket, they both get a buy the playing games before have an extra day off before that quarterfinal matchup, unlike in the Valley where you have to go four and four days. So that's why I think it opens up the field more to teams like Arkansas State, to teams like Coastal Carolina, to teams like South Alabama, who has a lot of talent that uh, we were pretty high on preseason no, at the five. I'm, I just want to shoot down South shoot Alabama. Down. Right I'm, kind of, I'm out of the two. I'm out of the odds two. Are not, the odds are basically equal to all the teams with a bye. And granted, their their first round game is not hard, but they have to win four games and they have injury issues. So South Alabama is the worst bet on the board value-wise. Read Troy. Per my quick calculations here, they've beaten every team in the league except – Little Rock. <laughs> they lost to Little they Rock. Lost Little Rock tried. They beat yep. everybody else in the league. So that's not a gimme four seed team there. Uh, they also lost Louisiana. So two teams. Boom. There you go. Oh, Louisiana. Right. Let's talk Louisiana, oh. Matt. Why don't we? Oh, just my best bet. No worries. Um, yeah, this is a, uh, it looks like a flyer. I don't think it's as crazy as the odds indicate. They are a plus 2000 at what book did I see that at? Uh, bar, barstool slash barstool at Bevers, plus 2000. Yeah, folks, this is a team that I thought was one of the maybe the best team coming in to the season. They've had a myriad of injuries. Uh, I've mentioned this to kind Jim, but like I, I read a lot about it's a very well covered team. Bob Marlin's a very transparent coach. Um, he has basically set up his entire regular season to gear up for this tournament. Like he explicitly says, like, I am, I, I like our team in the postseason, the conference tournament setting. Like I am gearing up my whole rotations. He's been tinkering. I think that A gives them a very undervalued price and B just sets them up for a big time surge because they have massive upside. Problem is they have to go through Texas State in the quarterfinals if they get past Arlington. Texas State's been nothing short of rock solid, right? There's one team who's been just good start to finish all year. It's been Texas State. But I think that value is insane. Um, just the way they're getting healthier. Yeah, they got to win again, four games in five days, but plus 2,000. Yes, that is my best yeah. bet in this. Hail Mary for me. Yeah, I, I, I will probably take a little of the Georgia State plus or, or some of the Georgia State plus 400 and a little of the 2,000 there, the plus 2,000. I think the value is there, and I'm, I'm with you. I'll probably take that a little bit as well with Louisiana. My concern is against Texas State, they're 0-2. Against Georgia State, they're 0-2. Against South Alabama, they're 0-1. Against Texas Arlington, they're 0-2. They have failed to beat yeah, the top teams in the league pretty consistently. Now, they beat App State. They're on the other side of the bracket, though. Uh, I think they split with Troy. So for whatever reason, they're just not beating good teams in the Sun Belt, even though we all probably agree they're among the most talented, maybe the most talented. They blow games on repeat. They have 
terrible ball security. Like they turn the ball over at will. And so I'm sure I'll bet them and I'll see them with 25 turnovers with five minutes to go in the second half against UTA and be like, oh yeah, that's why I shouldn't have bet that stupid team. But again, I also used 14 different starting lineups in 27 games <laughs> to underscore Matt's injury God. questions. Like they, they have not really gotten their lineup figured out. Unlike Georgia State, where like they actually hit the crescendo towards late in the year. We've seen what they're good is now. Yeah, we really haven't seen. You're kind of betting on seeing the best version during this tournament where you're at. Georgia State's like, well, you've seen like the last few weeks. That is the best version. Just can they carry that forth? Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've belabored this to death, but I think it's worth it because this is the best value conference to hone in on. Yeah. So um, if you believe what we're saying, follow us. If you don't dig in yourself, I'm telling you, this is where you're going to make money. These type of conferences. Yeah. The other one, like George, Arkansas state, excuse me, has an awesome trio, great point guard scoring mm-hmm. wing. That's a transfer from Arkansas. And then a monster double, double machine inside. I just don't think they're very well coached and they have a tough draw and, and the Cajuns have slightly better odds at plus 2000. So I can't recommend yep. Arkansas state in good faith with that. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. Last conference on the rundown here, the SOCON. This one is played in Nashville, and this one will require those teams that are in the play-in slot, another 10-team field, two win four games in four days, much like the Arch Madness tournament we talked about with the Valley. Uh, a tall task, and for that reason, I think we should take more of a, uh, a similar process or a process of elimination approach here uh, as we kind of whittle down who's really in contention to win this. So ETSU, Citadel, Mercer, in Western Carolina. While you can maybe talk me into one or two of those as being in dark horse, I don't think you're actually looking to bet them uh, to come out of this bracket. Uh, the favorites are Furman and Chattanooga, respectively, going off at plus 150 and plus 250. Yes, I am surprised, fellas, that my mocks are actually better value than Furman. But Kai, you, met, you mentioned this in the outline. Furman's actually the higher-ranked team in Ken Palm. I think the analytics actually somehow prefer Furman. Yeah, it's weird. Right wrong, it is weird. I feel like the mock's the better team. And and Kim Palm did the simulation. Has Furman winning most of the time in this? My worry about Furman is Bob Ritchie has not done well in this tournament. Nope. He's never made the dance. He's 0-4 in this league, despite being pretty sure a top three seed every tournament. In fact, he's never made the finals. He His last two years, he's lost in the quarters, a.k.a. the opening round. He's been upset. And then the year, uh, two years before that, he lost in the semis. So... If you believe in history, which you should not put too much stock in, Furman has not done well in this tournament, and they have not gotten in the tournament. Jim? Yeah, I think the pricing is due to draws. Uh, Wofford is ranked way higher uh, as the four seed than anybody on the bottom half of the bracket with Furman down there at the two. But I disagree with that, guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. Samford is the three seed, and Kai, you talked last uh, last tournament. Samford's beaten every single team in this league, all of them. And I think they're a little bit underrated analytically, which is making those simulations look better for Furman. But Sanford is a really tough draw. And Chattanooga, who has to go through Wofford, which is ostensibly the tough draw, has beaten Wofford by 8-11 and 11 already this year. I think they're a tough matchup with their big guards and actually having uh, power conference size inside. I think Wofford really struggles with them. So I actually like the Chattanooga draw more. They're also the best team in my eyes and have the best price. So Nuga is, is the bet for me here. Yeah, yeah, and let's I'm not with, forget. Uh, I'm with Nuga too. Don't forget VMI split with Wofford during the year. Not a guarantee Wofford even wins that first round game. Yeah. Although Jake Stevens for VMI might not be that's participating true. in said tournament. That's that's a bummer. Huge. Matt, I like I like Nuga as well, Matthew. I think it's a sweep for us in terms of best bets. I am all in on Nuga. I think there's a well, first of all, Kai, to go back to your Bob Ritchie point. Uh, we love Bob Ritchie, and I'm inclined to think the recent history is more of an anomaly than a trend. 
Um, but he's two and four against number since he took over, uh, has not covered by an average of five points a game. So yeah, he has not fared well in this setting. Uh, they've fallen short a few times when they were in position to maybe crack the dance. And I like some like veteran teams, and good too, teams experienced. Think. Yep, yeah. exactly. So uh, again, not sure if there's anything to that. Uh, a six game sample is not something you want to make a decision on, but it's certainly worth noting. Again, my parallel that I really like here for Nuga, uh, which is also why I like South Dakota state in the summit, um, Vermont in the America East and New Mexico state in the WAC, all teams that basically need to win their tournaments to get in. And there's not really, I mean, you can make an at-large case for Chattanooga, but I think the mindset is they need, you can't, can't can't do it. Okay. Then no, (laughs) then shut me up. Just thank you. That's even better. They got to win the tournament. There's no sort of um, any risk of let up. There's no risk of feeling safe about where they sit in terms of, uh, you know, security for the dance. I think this just plays up well for those teams who for most of the year in their conferences have looked like the best team. Now I know Nuka had a couple of injuries. Um, you know, D'Souza was out late. I still think that's the best team, the most dangerous team, most complete team. And I think they're an awesome giant killer. If they crack the dance, I will be looking to back them in the big dance if they can get through this tournament, but um, it should be a tough minefield, but they have a better draw than Furman. You guys said it best. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I think the numbers are deceiving on who has the better draw. Uh, yeah. I will probably pair my, Chattanooga plus 250 with a little bit of Samford plus 1900 because yeah. they have been playing awesome down the stretch and they're like Georgia State a little bit and that they're playing better because of health. They've got a lot more uh, pieces back into the lineup. Their star freshman, Wesley Cardet, hasn't been playing lately, but I'm not as worried about that. Quez Glover, their star is erratic, but a monster. He's a Florida transfer. That tells you how mm-hmm. talented he is. Uh, they got some other pieces that are down transfers from Loyola Chicago uh, and Akron. So I think Samford is the value bet and Chattanooga is the right bet. So I'll take, I'll take a little of each. Yeah. They're also high variance with how fast they play. So that could be a good thing if you're going for a, a flyer in this tournament, man, I'm all in on Nuga as well. The dynamic guards plus the power conference, big man. Plus I think a good coach in Lot Paris that checks every box. I think that you're looking for at plus two fifty, Yeah. Sign me up. Any takes on the opening round playing game? Best bets just in a one game setting. I have one. That's why I bring it up. Well, um, looking at uh, the fact that Sanford's projected as a dog to UNC Greensboro, I, I don't, I don't buy. Uh, I, I just think Sanford is better in that three six game. I'm, I don't think the line will be a dog. I bet it's Pickham or Sanford minus one on a neutral, but. I like the Bulldogs there, Matthew. What's your round one prognosis? Yeah. Well, I that one's tougher for me. I'd probably stay away. I, I do like Wofford um, in the VMI matchup, the 4-5, the winner who will probably take on Nuga. I just I think Wofford's size up front can punish a potentially uh, Jake Stevenless VMI team. Uh, the one that really intrigues me, though, is ETSU Citadel on Friday. Citadel, now I know they've been up and down this season. Uh, defense has been optional for most, much of the year. Duggar Balcom is seven and two against the spread in this conference tournament since 2016, covering by an average of 1.8 points a game. So I don't know if there's anything there, but it's worth noting. I don't love the match with ETSU, especially because ETSU thoroughly dominated them last time they went out. Um, I hoping to catch a favorable price with Citadel and back them in that opening round game against a team that basically has six players and zero size up front. They did they did split in the regular season. Citadel yeah, they beat at home yeah. at, at ETSU, so that was that was impressive. Um, I think I buy that, Matt. Um, Citadel also like they had the Hayden Brown kind of had like groin hamstring issues late, but he seems to be healthy, which is big. First team all conference guy. No question matters. Hey, Western uh, Carolina just beat Mercer too a couple like a week ago. If you're, if you're really into that crazy, 
<laughs> Still no Alvarez from Mercer. Seems like he's probably out. They get, yeah, and, and Western Carolina got Nick Robinson back. Who is huge. Is really, really important for them. He was a big part of that victory. Yep, no doubt. Um, let's recap the best bets, kids, from all four conferences. I'll start it off. Missouri Valley, I got Drake at plus 500 or around in the neighborhood of that price. Again, please do your price shopping. Uh, WCC, I think it's really... Gonzaga or bust. I did take Gonzaga, but again, I think both with Drake and Gonzaga, I would play those for less if you're trying to tier these on a unit perspective or, or just kind of parsing out how confident I am in each. Sunbelt, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, Hill Mary at plus 2000. And then SoCon, uh, seems like we have a three man weave consensus with Chattanooga, Lamont Paris, and the boys, Mox, Jim. Matt, I'm joining you. I'm Drake. I was late swayed off of Missouri State because of the matchup history between the two. Missouri State swept both, but it felt like some heavy revenge from last year. Drake uh, gave them some heartbreakers, and then just watching those games felt a little unsustainable. I think Drake was the better team. So Drake plus 500 in the Missouri Valley. West Coast, Gonzaga, I'm probably throwing in a parlay or two. Um, Maybe Zags minus 375 and Murray State minus 190 or Colgate minus 185, something like that. And then Sunbelt, I'm with you on the Cajuns, plus 2,000. Think that's worth it. And then scooping up that plus 400 on Georgia State, team that I think is, is playing much better and will actually win the event. And in the SoCon, doing the same thing. Taking the favorite I like most, Chattanooga plus 250 and one flyer on Sanford plus 1,900. Well, it's uh, well, nothing new, something uh, exciting here. In the Valley... If you bet Drake, you and I, and Mo State, and one of them wins, you're guaranteed a profit if you get them all around plus 500. So that's intriguing to me. I might throw something on all three of those teams. Just call that the Loyola fade. Yeah. Now, I think Loyola, Loyola is priced correctly. I think they should be the favorite here, but I don't think there's value on betting them. Gonzaga, unless you love laying major juice, I probably would, would not recommend it. I like what Jim's doing and parlaying it with some other uh, heavy favorites to win the tournament. Vermont, Murray State are good ones. Um, or take San Francisco as a flyer. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Sunbelt, I'm the same as Jim. Georgia State and the Cajuns uh, probably will be my money lies, although I'm heavily considering Appalachian State at plus 600. Uh, and then SoCon, again, Chattanooga guys, and I like Jim's Sanford play as well. Worth the flyer. Boom. That's all we got, folks. Thanks for stopping by. A uh, ton of action popping up from the Action Network uh, the next seven days and into the crux of March Madness. Stay tuned. Uh, come back and join us this weekend, this Saturday, maybe big BBOC with stock hosting. Uh, we'll hopefully get some best bet winners out there, but I uh, hope you enjoyed. Come back next week. 